There we go. Back at it. Monday. First of March. March Madness. Not into it. You wouldn't get it. It's madness. <laughs> I would get it if it was madness. Dude, coronavirus is going to be a March Madness watch. I'm wondering when that ends. I know, seriously. It's so crazy. It is kind of crazy to me, though, because it's like, I get it. I get that um, uh, there's a new strand <coughs> out of sickness, I guess. I'm not sure how you test for uh, the coronavirus. I'm not sure what. Well, it's like anything else. It's a flu. It's a It's strain. a virus, right? And so that's um, why I'm just like, that's why I don't understand it because... I wonder how many people died from the flu this year. Well, and there's other things that are killing humans at a more rapid rate. But they're not on the news. Yeah, but like... So, what classifies... So, okay, how many people die from the flu every year? And what strand of flu... Do they not all have the same strand of flu? That die every year. It's all different types. They have different. So it doesn't matter. So that's not a big deal. So if we're all dying from 20 different viruses, okay, it's not a pandemic, epidemic, whatever. Yeah. But if it's the same virus, we're all scared. I don't know. It was just interesting to me. So we're all scared of the coronavirus, but everybody's not. It's like you're scared of El Chapo, but you're not scared of his thousands of Gang members. Of his what? Gang members. Right. You know, I mean, like, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Like, I just don't understand it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, it's so, and it's so funny because <clears throat> it it is all news and media. And well, it's so crazy so to watch boring. how much that dictates people's world. Well, and everybody's so boring and bored that, I mean, it all, they're always... Always has to be something big going on. Well, they they needed something to uh, to distract or to talk about because um, the impeachment got boring real quick. They had this started oh, yeah, right, right at the right. tail that end of that. I mean, there's always something that they have to. They can't keep kicking that dead horse because all you know, just like before Trump was president, all these ignorant people. Oh, he will not ever. Oh my goodness, what a joke. And then here he is, president. And then here are all these same people are like, oh, he will be impeached. He deserves to be impeached for all this. And he's going to be impeached. And here he is, still president. And it's just crazy because now they have to find something else to talk about. Well, what's funny is this morning on um, Good Morning America or whatever the hell I watch sometimes on Channel 4. Um, I don't know who. I don't know anybody. But this lady was on talking about the coronavirus and how... Even in other countries, like people aren't going to work or go to school. Everybody's staying indoors and all this stuff. They're being protective. And here comes Trump trying to, you know, boost his economy because, you know, it's election year. And he needs people out and spending money and boosting the economy. So it looks good for him. So he doesn't even care about, you know, the well-being of America. He's not telling them to stay indoors and be safe he's telling them the opposite and it's like oh my gosh could everything please be even more political i know and why 
I mean, it's just crazy. I don't get it. it it's, this is no different than the flu. It's just like the flu. It's just like H1N1 and all the other bullshit that the news can grab onto and, and scare people with. And I, I don't know, sell a story. This is just what, about money. Uh, sure. Uh, I, mean, I don't think the, as much as I say, I don't think the, the driving force is to scare people, but on the flip side of it, the driving force is to capture. Is to, yeah, for I numbers mean, or money. Or... Journalism is to capture an audience. It is, I mean, journalism is to report something that people will listen to. Yeah, seriously, an interesting story. Yeah, so it's like, well, when you already have that motive, I already am going to question it. Yeah, absolutely. Your motive is, their motives are questionable because their job is to sell a story is to be the it's the one that they they want to be listened to they want their voice to be heard they want their story to be the one that's read which is crazy to me because i mean i guess they get paid you know whatever uh whoever whatever gets the story gets paid but at the end of the day who even knows who the hell these journalists are it's like it's not like i know a journalist's name but it's like they don't really get credit sure but that's just the face but look at his story that his helicopter got shot and it's all bullshit. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I mean, it's about like that. that's that's all. Hey, that's all the coronavirus is. That's all the news and media is. That the CDC, all this is like the CDC has to comment on it, and because the news and media are making such a big deal that they have to make a big deal out of it too. What if the CDC came in and said, "Oh, everybody, calm down." It's not that big of a deal. It's just like this. The H1N1 was this. This was that. Like, But they can't because the news and media be like, oh, I just can't believe. Because it doesn't sell. Yep. Everything, everything on that TV is to make money, is to influence masses. Is It's not for true information. It's not truly for what what's best for American people moving forward. It's for every... It's for... These people's opinions to influence people. Yeah. Just interesting. Uh, yeah, there's always something. There's always something that people have to worry about or think about. It. Because Seriously. at the end of the day, life's pretty mundane. And that's why we have journalism. That's why we have entertainment. That's why we have movies and music and all this other stuff. Because it's all an escape. And it is from the mundane. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I a am not a fear driven person. So like I there's not a lot of things that like oh I'm I mean sure maybe some heights or a cliff that would maybe scare me. Or what? Like a cliff. But I don't know. Dying from a virus that hey it could happen. Yeah. I I'm not gonna live out of fear for it. And when something is happening, it's like well it'll get me or it won't. I, there's, what do you want? I mean, there's, there's no whatever. Yesterday I was um, listening to the white underbelly. I think that's what it's called. It's that, that's just the title of his podcast, not podcast, his uh, YouTube channel um, that he interviews like people on Skid Row. And uh, anyways, this one girl was on there. She was in a wheelchair, but she 
she's ad- she's addicted to heroin, but somebody gave her a hot a hot shot, and it's when they mix heroin with battery acid. Oh wow! And so she gave it to herself. Fucked her arms, her legs, couldn't walk. She's been in a wheelchair now for you know I'm not sure how long, but she's like she's like I am she's like I am learning how to walk. Like I have like the doctor said like there's muscle memory and like if I keep on doing it like I eventually I will I can walk and stuff. But I'm just like damn, it went all through her arms, her legs, and just battery acid <laughs> shot, shot through her. Why is that a thing? To get high. To, yeah, to do a hot shot. Like, is that a thing like that people do? Or like, oh yeah, is that a thing that they do to get high? I doubt it. Or is it just to be a douche? It's probably just to be a douche, or just to to maybe uh, swindle. Like maybe to sh- look like you're selling some heroin, but really it's just mainly not. That's crazy. Like maybe it's just a bait and switch, you know, type deal. Uh huh. I don't know. That would be crazy. That would be crazy to pause. Well, you know what's crazy about the bait sw- or the, the hot, hot spot, shot is that um, that's bad for business. <sighs> you know that's that's you're killing off clientele. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, because like even her story, she was she seemed like a really nice person, Avi. Uh, and it's just sad because she you know lives on Skid Row in Cal- California. And she was like, it's just so hard out here because you think people are nice. Yeah. And she's like, but the truth is, she's like, at the end of the day, something comes above anybody. And that's their drugs. And so they'll screw anybody. They'll fuck anybody over. She's like, I've, she's like, you can't trust anybody down here. You get stolen from, robbed. She's like, nobody really has your back. And even if you think they do... Like, this other couple, they're like, this really nice guy was helping us out and all this kind of stuff, kind of, you know, taking us under his wing type deal on Skid Row. He's like, but then when we tried to leave, this couple, he's like, we tried to leave. He was like, you owe me money. Uh He's like, you owe me $500 for whatever the hell they come up with. But they're not in their right minds. Like, none of (laughs) us, everybody down there is not in their right minds. And they make a community of... Sick people. Yeah, you brokenness. Know? And it's just so sad because you just have a community that can't even trust one another or help each other out as much as they try to. Because at the end of the day, the drugs come first. Yeah, they do. Because when you're sick, no mean shit. Nobody means shit to you. Uh-uh. It's just interesting. That would be an interesting world. Yeah, it would. That's the other thing, and that's like with the coronavirus, like I get it, like I get that that's a thing, and it's happening. It's just like homelessness and drugs are also a thing. I wonder, the other day I was listening to Beyond the Secret podcast, and he was talking about alcoholism, and he said something like, you know, well I know alcoholism is a disease, and I'm like, I wonder if that offends people with real diseases. Like, say, the coronavirus. It's like, how can you even compare those two? I don't get it. Yeah, I know. No, one is not a disease. Alcoholism is not a well, disease. Well, one, I didn't go out and choose it and buy yeah. it. Pay for yeah. it. I didn't pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not... One, one, I'm not putting a bottle to my face and, and 
and doing it. Yeah, it's uh, it, cancer, whatever. Although, yes, there's a lot of self-induced cancers and sure, disease. Sure, I guess that's true. But still, that's like saying smoking is a disease. And that's saying like that's eating saying, food yeah. is, is a disease. Drinking cancer. too much coffee is a disease. Yeah, I just... It was, I just, I don't know. That was just interesting when you said that. Because I was like... It's just interesting that... There's so just, many people that believe that. They're by, that say that. But we also come from a society now where everybody needs... There's a lot of feelings involved with everybody's situation. And everybody wants to be understood and sympathized with. And yes, alcoholism is hard to break once you get to a certain stage I can imagine sure I mean that's obviously a thing but it does not mean that you deserve sympathy in the sense that like somebody with cancer that didn't choose it or yeah, somebody seriously. that you know what I mean like I just I don't know it's one just is not a on choice the same scale. one's a choice and one's a disease yeah <clears throat> I don't know it's just interesting it's, yeah I just find that an interesting concept yeah because I've heard it before, and it's like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That there's nothing. There's no logic in that. I mean, there's just that's craziness. That's just, yeah. You're. It's just like hoarding. Oh well, you're sick. Yeah, you have an emotional attachment to things or whatever. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. But this is still a choice. I mean, you're not. You are not going to die nope. if you don't do anything nope. about it. You're not. You know. I mean, like. I mean, alcoholism, yes, you can die from. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. It's just interesting the things that people want justification for. Or, you know, maybe sympathy for, like, even, say, hoarding. Like, uh, people don't get it. Like, uh, you don't get how hard this is. And it's like, sure, I guess it's not so difficult for me to throw away a piece of trash Sure. I guess I don't ever think about like, I'll just throw this here and then it builds up and then it's hard to clean up. But yeah, it's overwhelming. I know. It's just interesting. The The human brain is so fascinating <clears throat> to me. It and really then is. the fact that we all want, want to be uh, seen and validated and cared about. And it's just interesting. Like I even saw this post or picture of some sorts of this homeless guy um, sitting on a bench or something and it said something like why does it matter because I'm invisible to everybody anyways and everybody was just kind of walking by him or something like that and I thought you know what's funny is if I was sitting on a bench nobody would notice me either no. you know what I mean it's not that anybody's not noticing me because I'm homeless it's just everybody is Self-consumed. I well, when you said that, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I guess it's, nobody notices me. Yeah, no, nobody notices me, and I like the only it. That's I mean, I agree. Well, and that and that's where I find it kind of sad because like I am, but this is where it's different is because he or she, the homeless person, probably in reality, yes, doesn't have anyone. And so, yes, probably feels very lonely when you're sitting in the middle of a park with hundreds of people walking by you, not acknowledging you or saying anything. But the truth is, is most people don't acknowledge people in a park sitting on a bench, no matter what. 
Like they would never acknowledge me. But I also come home to the family that does know me. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I guess I don't ever think about me not being noticed. But a homeless person probably is constantly thinking about never having anybody. So it's even more prevalent. Of well, that's the like hard part alone. too. I mean, it must be a disease. <laughs> but it, it would be. I mean, it's a. It's all mindset. It's all. It's all the story that he's telling himself, and that's the thing. That's that's it. Too in a nutshell is the story. It. I mean, I know we talk about it on repeat, but it's true. The the stories that we tell ourselves, and that's the story that he tells himself. That's the that's the. Um, the short-sightedness of his story that nobody loves him. Nobody cares about him. He's all alone in this world. Nobody, see, that person didn't even notice me. It's like the person that's looking to get offended with racism. Like, the, I, I, somewhere, I was with somebody at some point. And I don't, I don't remember what race they were. But he's like, oh, do this. I hate this story. It's so racist. Or these people are so racist. Whatever. And we walked out of the store. He's like, dude, did you see that? Like, he didn't even talk to me or didn't even notice. So like, he, or he said this or that. And, and I'm like, what are you even talking about? You were in the same exact situation that I was in, the same scenario that I was in. And nothing about anything that I saw was racist at all towards you mm-hmm. or had anything to do with race. So how did you get this out of that situation? But, and, and there's, and that's the thing is like, well, I'm just looking to be a finisher. I'm just looking like he's looking to see that he is less than. Well, that's funny because uh, I was talking to our sister-in-law about this because, you know, she's half um, uh, African-American or half African-American. 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 <laughs> like fish and chips. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and I was talking to her about that kind of concept because she had met, you know, her dad or what her dad was just saying something along the lines of like, I think, I think you don't know that you have been um, subject to racism and you don't even know it. Uh, Something along those lines, like that, like, hey, you are subject to racism and you don't even see it around you. Yeah. But the other part of me thinks, well, then why would you want to? A, why would you want to see it? And B, I don't feel that way. It didn't make her. feel like she was being discriminated against so why would why so why would you come in and be like hey you're being discriminated against and you don't and you don't even know it yeah and you don't know but i guess there are there are levels to that i guess because i was just thinking okay there's probably relationships where there's a husband and wife say and say the man gets trampled on by a woman's emotions and she's more uh, controlling and say things like that and you tow the line. It's like, hey, dude, you're getting walked all over and you don't even know it. Okay, so I get that concept. Sure. I get that that's uh, a possibility. It's, it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. But sure. Now, now, in a situation or in life when it... If someone chooses to not be offended because of racism, that's pretty decent. Like that's a mm-hmm. choice still. I there's no reason. I mean, offense you can't have no. We always, I always talk about you can't offend people. And if there's a situation that's not working, say the abusive relationship like that, and, mm-hmm. and it's steamrolling and stuff like that, 
hey, if it's working for him, great. If it's well, that's not, what I was great. just going to say too. But the truth is, at the end of the day, if you're happy in that relationship, if like, even for me, I don't mind being <laughs> controlled. I don't. I don't mean that in a whatever sense, but I don't mind other people kind of make taking the driver's seat. Like I don't mind somebody making decisions in certain areas for me that other women may look at me and be like, wow, you just let him get away with that. You know, you let him make those kind of decisions and how sexist, you know, type deal. But to me, I like my relationship. I like how it is and this, I'm happy with it. So that's the other thing too. It's like, who's to say what somebody else's uh, offenses should be just because you don't think agree with them. I mean, there's a ton of feminists out there that wouldn't put up with the shit I put up with as in letting a man dictate anything. But also I I watch social media or news, whatever. And all these people that are offended and all these people that are like with political shit and all this stuff. It's like, if you're offended, that's not anybody else's problem but yours. But yet you have people like what's her name that I don't remember her name right now, but she's um she's a big uh, snowflake pusher. Like if it offends me, we need to make a, lo- a rule about it. Oh it, yeah, it's I can't remember who you're Kathleen talking about. Kathleen Kelly. No. No. <laughs> no, not Kathleen. That uh, it's Kathy something. Yeah, I can't. But I know she's the one that was talking about. And she has a lisp. I don't remember. I don't remember her name, but yes, I think I know exactly. But she's like, yeah. Well, if it if it offends me, then we need to do something about it. And it's like, no, we don't. You do. Yeah. Society one, and that's the crazy thing with our society and the way that we are in our world that one person could get offended, and all of a sudden they have a small group, and we have to make rules about it, even though the masses are like, this is stupid. Yeah. But yet. It's just like it's just like the red flag law here in New Mexico or in wherever, in Virginia and stuff like that with the guns. The masses here in New Mexico are saying, "No, we don't want this." And for some reason, somehow, this law still gets passed. And I know for damn sure, most people don't want it. And but yet, the democratic people that we have in place from all the different uh, places here in New Mexico, the different districts, have all voted for it. Are they listening to their districts? I highly doubt it. Yeah, They're voting on their own accord and with their own conscience. And that's, and that's the hard part. Um, do we honestly think Congress votes for us in our best interest? I don't. I yeah. don't think Congress listens to me. I don't think Congress listens to the masses. They're doing what their constituents, what, the, what their big interests, what their big money supporters want them to do and say. And that's the thing that sucks about our economy, our, our government and stuff like that is you can purchase politicians. You can purchase anything you want in this world. And um, that's why term limits would be important. That's why all this stuff would be very important to progress America into a way of, of progression. Yeah. Um, I was taking this personality test yesterday, last night. And A, I, I, I don't do really well on personality tests because I feel like every other question, I'm like, I'm one spectrum to the next because I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like order. Don't get me wrong. I like order. But then it's like, well, do you like to do things like you've always done them? It's like, yeah, I do. But is that how it should be? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, 
you know, I know logically that uh, we probably shouldn't do the same thing over and over and over and over. There probably are better ways to do things. Yeah. I don't... Th- I. I don't think rules are made to be broken, but I definitely think they're made to be questioned as to why or if they're working. Or I think things do need to be, you know, second guessed in life. And that's the thing is like, I love stability, but all at the same sense, that's a killer as well. I'm going, doing the same thing like you've always done it is just as much as a killer as breaking the rules. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like I always, I always just think of even like a, uh, like Martin Luther King and um, the Revolutionary War type deal of like, if we kept doing it like that, I mean, where would we be today? That's freaking crazy. Yeah, and somebody has to say something in a big way. Something has to that's happen. That's crazy. Big. Yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine racism still being a thing? Well, and that's the thing is. I feel like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was just a kid and I was naive. But I just didn't feel like racism was a huge thing when I was a kid. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't remember anybody really spitting the N-word at anybody hard or ever. And, you know, yeah. like, I just don't remember it like that. And then now, even yes, last uh, last weekend, Mac had some friends over. And granted, we're from New Mexico. So, I mean, we're the only white ones, pretty yeah. much. But his little um, Hispanic friend was over and he was like, Mac was just in here. He's like, okay, Mexican or something like that. And his friend was like, that's racist. And I know they were teasing, but I don't know. It's just interesting that it's even a topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's funny because I had the friends that we talk racist towards each other. And that's it. it's It's not to offend one another. And it's just funny that, yeah, um, like even Mac, like, but him and his his friend would be like, ah, shut up, widow, like, or mm-hmm. like, shut up, white boy. You don't even know, like, yeah, it's, it just goes both ways. But it's so yeah, funny. It wasn't, it's, yeah. it's interesting to me, though, that the white, the white supreme race, <laughs> okay, uh, the white race, it, it, we don't get discriminated against. We can't, like, there's no racism against white people. So they say. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There, I mean, just like that NFL player, yeah, that went off yelling, calling his coach a cracker and stuff like that. that. That's extremely unacceptable. And if a white person was to go off calling his coach the N word and stuff like that, oh, he would never be on another team. Yeah, it, he'd be like calling Kaepernick. Yeah, but since it was a black guy calling a white guy a cracker, nobody even bats an eye out of it. Yeah, at it. nobody even thinks twice about it. Well, it's because. And I and that's the thing is like, I get it. I I understand that um, there's nobody's done to whites what whites have done to other races. Maybe in in, in our in, 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 in my, our history, my history, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. in my history books that I know of, because obviously that's why we here are here on America because we obviously weren't being treated very well. In fucking Britain and all that kind of, anyways. Yeah. So yes, there's been racism or discrimination, more probably towards classes back in the yeah. 1800s, 1700s type deal. But that's I don't know. It's just interesting. Race is an interesting thing because I do not feel like I'm racist at all because 
we're just people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I, but I, it's just interesting that people can take a joke or take a, a comment and make it into racism when it was like, oh, I had nothing to do with race. You're an ass if you're purple, yeah. yellow, green, or black. If you're getaway F, I, you're getaway F, and that, that doesn't have to do with race. Yeah. Don't, don't get offended if I call you ghetto and you're black or you're Mexican or whatever. That's, yeah. That, I call white people ghetto. It's not because of your race. Yeah, I, I call white people ghetto or, yeah, whatever. It's like, I, I can't call a black person white trash. Yeah. Or black trash. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just... Racism is an interesting one because in my world, I just don't ever feel like, I don't know. I, I mean, we, we're raising kids in 2020 where it's like, hey, listen, if you want to be anything you want to be, go for it. Like if one of my kids authentically a was either um, gay or transgender or anything like that. Or straight. It, or straight. We would roll with it because it's like i would i would ask a lot of questions i mean i i don't have a lot of understanding i'm curious yeah and you'd have to educate me a little bit but not about being gay no trans yes well yeah trans i would i would because that's just a big commitment to me changing your gender is a big commitment and emotionally it's a big commitment and i just would be curious as to you kind of have to navigate that one a little bit more intently, I think. Uh-huh. I think with gay, you can still experience it and come back or go. Like, you can be more fluid with it. With gender, I feel like it's a little bit more tricky of a navigating. Well, I'm sure that, that like, because I, I was watching, I saw a TikTok yesterday about a guy that uh, was male and then for a number of years went female. And then during the teenage years, he had some male pictures. And then I ended up female or something like that. But I'm sure that like it's like, well, let me go back and try the man side out or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But you don't have to label yourself. No, you don't. And that's the that's what my biggest thing. It's like, hey, do whatever you want, but don't make any permanent decisions. Yeah, don't get offended when someone calls you a sir. When you sound like a man, sure. look like a man because you have long because you carry long because you have long hair and you carry a purse doesn't mean that people need to be like, hey, ma'am. Hey, listen, there's plenty of real women out there being women, walking around being women, being called men. Yeah, because they're maybe their build is a little bit different. Maybe they have some excess hair growth on their face, have a little extra testosterone. I mean, I just, that's where it's like, we just have to teach our world to not be offended at what yeah. people say and do to you, even if it hurts your feelings and things like that. It's just, you've got to rub the dirt off and just keep going because I don't know. It's just this world, people are cruel and mean, but at the same sense, everybody's cruel and mean because we all want the same thing and it's just to be accepted. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's like everybody just wants to be accepted, but everybody doesn't know how to go about it. But but people want to accept people. They, people want to accept people the way that, like, the way they they're like, oh, well, I'm not gonna accept you. That people accept people the way that if oh, if you act like this. Okay, well, that just kind of brings up that video of this girl that we both know, and it's just things like that where she was talking about. Um, letting your children listen to music that is vulgar, you know, and she's sitting there asking people, 
do you let your kids listen to this? No judgment. But at the same time, she goes, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a bad parent because I don't let my kids listen to it. It's like, that doesn't even make sense to me, though. If you have no judgment, then there's no bad parenting. Yeah, then it doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus or not. Yeah, it's just, I I just, and, and she just was like, who is letting their kids listen to this? Lots of people, actually. A lot of people are, and guess what? There are a lot of good people. And still. most people... Most people's kids are listening to it, even if they, it, behind their parents' backs, around the corner, if, whatever, like, it's on TikTok, it's life, it's a child's life. Every kid that's on TikTok or has a smartphone or whatever has, is listening to it. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too. It's like, should they have a smartphone? You know, I don't know. What do I know? And that's the truth. That, like, the thing is, like, uh, yes, maybe we're all being bad parents. So let's just not care what and how it's going to be. Well, like it's, I, I don't know if we were talking about it when we've talked about it. But um, it's amazing that I look at the teenagers nowadays. And you, there's no iron curtain anymore. There's no iron curtain between adults and children. There's no iron curtain between, hey, don't act like that. Or don't do this or mm. don't do that. Mm -hmm. Because... No longer can you say, hey, that's unacceptable to act like that when you've got 60,000 people on TikTok that are saying, hey, this is perfectly fine to act like this. Yeah. But, but children nowadays, teenagers nowadays are so much more mature and grown up than, than 20 years ago ever could imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they know. You don't just get to – like when I was growing up, my, my – personality and social norms and stuff like that were based upon my social group, my religious group, what my parents allowed me to do. Yeah. And nowadays you don't really, there it's, there's so much happening that life goes too fast. Like it's crazy to see how much it's changed with yeah. social media. Yeah. With social media. It is really interesting. you. <laughs> It is really interesting because, um, like I was saying the other day uh, at Paige's softball, um, you know she wasn't she didn't do very good at bat this weekend, and I could see her going. She would go back into the dugout and she was ticked and mad and, um, and I was, and I was telling you like it how interesting it is like um, you know four years ago. Three years ago, like if any, if my kids acted in a certain way that I'm like, hey, you don't let that bother you. You know, you hold your, you know, don't you cry. Don't do this. But my kids are at stages now where like, how do you tell a child or a person or a mini adult to feel? How do, how, how do I, how do you, how do I have feel just justified in telling somebody, especially my children, how to feel? Hey, don't be mad. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't be bothered by that. Hey, don't do this. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like now I'm kind of like, it's almost robbing her of the consequences or the, um, the effects of her feelings and emotions too. Because if she went into the dugout, she's mad. And then the coach sees it and then coach goes and talks to her and whatever happens from there. 
as a parent, it's easy to rob that situation by telling you, by telling her, hey, toe the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just interesting that I just feel like we've come from an era of us growing up of towing the line. And I just feel like the line has always been fuzzy. But now, like you're saying, the iron curtain is lifted. Like, it's not as, hey, you have to act like this because that's how it is. Now it, now you can see that you don't have to live like that because now you can see millions of different people's perspectives and lives in an instant. Yeah, you really can. Because before, all you knew is what your parents told you. It was your little group. Yes. And if you were gay in your little group, it was easy to shape you. Now, yeah, you turn it now off. you've got plenty of people. But like you're saying, you, we don't get to tell our children how to feel anymore because it's not, that's unacceptable. Because where in life is that, is that ever acceptable? It, you can't tell another adult how to feel. You can't discipline another adult. You can't do all of this stuff. You can't hold an adult behind an iron curtain. But for some reason, we want to put our kids behind an iron curtain and be like, oh, you're not old enough. You're not old enough. You're not old enough. And all of a sudden, one day you're old enough. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how wow. to handle all this emotions. I don't know, like, what do I do? I, like, instead of letting them grow up slowly as they're as a teenager and, and fail. Yep. Well, and that's the thing is too is like, uh, like just like we were talking about with the military guy that we had seen, and it's like, you know, he was just saying, you know, they don't, they don't train you for after the military to be yeah. in the real life, and it is it it is once you get beaten into one certain direction it's really hard to live in the normal way of life and that's just even like growing up in a very religious home where you know you don't see any other way of living and then once you see a different other way of living you either say you already judge it because you know it's wrong because you already knew it was wrong before you saw it anyways or b you're infatuated with it and you either go buck wild and you don't know how to navigate it yeah i feel like that's why a lot of drugs come into play in life is because people get out there and they don't know how to navigate it. And so it's easy just to numb it all. It's true. It's crazy. I don't know. Um, I was just thinking about there was, there's Mormons on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And there's this one. You think like what your one comments can make me believe not in, not believe in the church, whatever. And it's like, yeah, right, whatever. And I was just like, man, it's so crazy to think like, like, to be so know that it's so true that no matter what, no matter what comes up, no matter what comes, it's like the church is true. It doesn't matter. Like there's no breaking that. There's no. It's so ingrained that it's that blows my mind that that there's no logical thought. There's no questioning that. We'll question everything else, all of this other stuff. But I'm. But it doesn't change that this is true. Well, and and that's. <laughs> And I think like with that personality test, whatever I took, I was just thinking like, that's very true because at the end of the day, it's like, I, I wonder what my personality was like 20 years ago on that test to compare to yeah. now, because now I definitely am more like, just like you're saying, it's, I think that's dangerous. I think it's dangerous to sit here and be like, I know I, I my parents told me if you make the decision now you don't have to make the decision ever again uh-huh. and um like my dad he like he made the decision that he was just never cussed he will never cuss and he's never cussed supposedly yeah um and it's like i get that but i now have lived long enough to know that 
uh, there is a lot of different scenarios and situations for me to say, this is the answer to all of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I feel like that's dangerous to say you already have the answer to everything when life is so well, then, ever but changing. Then to raise your children, to abuse, to not abuse, but to, uh, I mean, you ha- you're imposing this on everybody else because you think, because you're like, oh, but this is true. I mean, it's just crazy. I watching people raise people in religious beliefs so sconchly that there are no other options. There is no other option. There isn't. Hey, you know, it may or may not be. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's the, the, there's no other option. It is. Well, and just like you're saying, like the the kid or person's comment of being like, um, your one comment isn't going to make me, you know, not believe in the church, which is great. That's fine. Yeah. You shouldn't be that, I guess, easily blown over. But should you also be so steadfast that you don't look at any logic? Well, it's just so crazy how they're told to what how much they're told to believe and how much they're told to you'll get the right feeling you'll know what's true you'll know the rightness when you when you get down and pray you'll know you you'll know that the church is true you'll know that this is true see didn't you get that feeling didn't I remember when I got my feeling I remember that it's just it is just a giant story and here I was I've been thinking last this week I'm like man what's crazy is here you have this religion that hasn't had much it hasn't had Google here to to fact check it or to say things, and so here you have the whole 1900s of unfact checkedness, and all these and you have all these men imposing their opinions mm-hmm. in the in, 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 in the in the weekly church meetings or in the in the church houses individually, yep. and and then you have the men that are re- leading it. And none of this is fact-checked. And now here you come into the 2000s and all this fact-checking that's finally starting to happen. And all these, these, these 200 years of change, change, change. Oh, no, let me, like, the prophet can't lead people astray, yet he's leading people astray. But that doesn't count. It doesn't really count. Yeah, because that one he, doesn't count. This that, one doesn't count. That, he's a man. He still makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. But a prophet can't lead people astray. But he made a mistake here and led people astray. But that not really, not really. It was just a policy. or That yeah. wasn't really a, a, that a wasn't really inspir- inspiration or revelation. That was just it's, that time. Yeah. Or... It blows my mind. And then now here you are in the, two, in the, in the tw- 2020s. And... All of this stuff's online. All of this stuff is out there. And it's amazing to see how they're just like, oh, yeah, but let me wash it. Let me whitewash this a little. You see how nice it looks now? Like the apologist and stuff. It just blows my mind. But there's apologists for everything in life. And that's where it's just, it's just interesting. Humans are just interesting. We are, we are bored. And we we want to believe in something so hard sometimes that we don't matter what comes up. I Uh believe I believe, I believe, it doesn't matter. No, I, hey, don't you tell me that. Let me cover mm-hmm. my eyes. Nuh-uh. I, well, already like I, I already know. I already know. I already know. Yeah. The decision has already been made. And I just, now that I'm getting older, I think, I don't think rules were made to be broken. I just think, um, uh, facts were meant to be checked. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, and, I just think you're, we are made to be open. You know what I mean? Like we're made to be open to change. Yeah. And the fact that some people are like, well, this is the decision I made and this is what I'm going to stick with for the rest of my life. To me, for me, that feels so narrow. You know? Yeah, it's crazy because 
like you could have something that you were taught as a child and and now all of a sudden things have come along and it's changed you're like oh cool whatever but there's some things when it comes to beliefs or this is how I am this is who I am that people are like nope not changing that because it is scary it is identity it is who they think they are they think that it's what or, I am yeah and then but I think the truth is too is like you're saying is if but if I'm not this who am I yeah you know and I think yeah. that's always the scary part. It is the scary part. Of, if this isn't true, then what, what is? is? Yeah, then it, what is Nothing true? is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you'll find out that life is pointless. Well, I, yeah. It, it, it's pointless and meaningful in yeah. every step at the same moment. It's, it's the meaning. It's the, it's, it is what I choose it to be. Yeah. That's all the meaning life has. And, at this, in the, and then in the scheme of things... That's the only difference between the way I live and you believing in religious beliefs is that you have somebody else telling you that this is the meaning of life and you're buying into it and you believe that and that works for you. And that's like, oh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad I know the truth. No, you don't. You're just so glad that you accept this as truth, but yeah. it ain't truth. It doesn't it mean it's true. It brings you comfort. That's yep. great. So does coffee. Yeah. It, it is looking outside of yourself to find something that will comfort you because you're too scared to be your, to trust what you think you should do in life. Well, and everybody everybody likes to have validation. Uh-huh. So being in a group of people that support your beliefs and that support that way of feeling feels good. It does. Now you have an army, and it always feels good to be surrounded by an army. It feels great to have support and yeah. to know that, oh, good, I'm not the only one that's fighting this battle yep absolutely but but alrighty okay guys happy Monday happy 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 Monday happy March laters bye guys